Welcome to the brand new Revival Ministry, and this is Pastor Ty Bernard. We are on our journey on Kingdom Man, trying to figure out what it is to uh, be able to be a man that God has called. Today, we are on our journey on Kingdom Prayer, and today we have Pastor Robert that is going to teach us about Kingdom Prayer. Go ahead, Robert, take it. Well, thank you, Pastor Todd. Again, this is uh, Pastor Robert McCarthy, and today I just wanted to talk a little bit about praying in God's will. Um, there is three kinds of prayer that we can discuss today. The first is personal prayer. That's a prayer where uh, you or I would simply uh, go ourselves to before God and just speak with Him in, a, in our relationship. And what's most powerful about that is that nobody else knows what that prayer is except yourself and the Lord. So when He answers that prayer and you receive that prayer, uh, you, can, you can find nowhere else to thank or, or, or anything else except for the Lord. You know there's your evidence that He is there, that He is listening, and that He answers those prayers. And He does. Uh, corporately, though, uh, corporate prayer is simply a bunch of people getting together and praying. This can be done in a church setting. It can be done in a Bible study setting. It can be done just as a group where two or three gather my name. There I am among them, says the Lord. And yes, and what makes that so powerful, the corporate prayer, is that it's uh, instead of one heart asking for something, it's 15 hearts all agreeing on the same prayer. And so the Lord bends his ear just a little bit more. The third kind is called intercessory prayer. And I know that's a really long and weird sounding word. But all that means is you're praying for someone else. Uh, maybe you have a friend that comes to you for prayer because their brother or mother or whatever is sick and they need some some prayer. A lot of folks don't feel like they are um, um, clean enough to go before the, the throne of God. But we'll address that a little bit. We are. Because uh, uh, it, it tells us in James 5.16 that uh, the prayer, it says, uh, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And it is. And so we can pray for other folks and we can go before the throne and do that for them. And that's called intercessory prayer. So um, we'll talk a little bit about how to pray. We'll go through an outline. We'll talk about uh, coming boldly before the throne. We'll talk about praying in faith. And then we'll finally finish it up with in his will, how to pray in his will. We'll talk about not doing it selfishly and, of course, doing it for other people because that's the most powerful kind of prayer when you pray for someone else because the Lord really bends his ear to that one because it's not for you personally. It's for someone else. And that's what that's loving others. And that's what he's all about. So let's get started on how to pray. I thought we would start with uh, Matthew uh, 6, 6, when he said, when Jesus tells us, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And if you, uh, that's that personal prayer he was talking about. We're not praying in front of other people so that we make ourselves look better. We're not uh, praying in front of other people just to make a whole bunch of sounds so that people think that we're really godly people. Um, this is this is prayer that we go to him on our knees and Lord, I, I, I thank you for this and I, I need that and whatever the case may be, but you are te speaking directly to the Lord in there. Now, um, Jesus also gives us an outline of what praying in the will of God is by telling us 
uh, uh, giving us an outline of God's will in prayer. And he tells us that in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, and it's the most common prayer that everybody in Christendom knows. It's called the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. If you can see in there, there's there's several sections. Hallowed is your name, so you're loving on him. Your kingdom come and your will be done. We want his will to be done in our lives. Give us our daily bread, which is the word and Lord Jesus, and forgive our sins and you will forgive other folks. And then lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord doesn't lead anybody into temptation, but he certainly will help us deliver us from that evil. And so those are the four sections of his will that we should be praying into. So that's the outline. And then boldly means, look, the truth of the matter is there's a lot of people out there, as I mentioned in the, in the introduction, where uh, they just don't feel like they are able to go before the throne of God. Maybe they're not really a believer, and so they don't know how it works, or they just don't know what to say, or they feel like they have too much sin in their life, and they're, so they're dirty, and God wouldn't hear their prayer. But the truth of the matter is, uh, in Hebrews 4.16, uh, we are told by the uh, by the author of Hebrews 4:16 that oh, come on. Uh, 4.16 that let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence that's boldly so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need and in not only that but we come boldly before his throne without doubt and uh, it, this is mentioned by Jesus in a couple of different places where he says if you have the faith of a mustard seed you can tell this tree to move here to there and it'll go or you can tell this mountain to move into the sea and it'll go uh, but James says a little bit more succinct uh, in verses uh, one, chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, when he says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. And um, we, as believers, we have the ability to go boldly before the throne of God, not because of anything we've done or earned or anything else, because quite honestly, I'm just as much a sinner as anybody out here listening to this podcast. We all are. That is our sin nature. But the reason we can go boldly before that throne is because Christ did that work on the cross. He died for, for our sins, rose on the third day. Okay, so when he did that, so when we go before the throne and we start speaking those prayers, it's not us that the Lord hears. He hears Christ in us speaking. And so he bends his ear and answers them. So we need to walk, step up boldly before that throne and give him that love and give him that recognition for what he does in our lives. Give him our praise of thanksgiving and, 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 and then ask for the things that we need both for ourselves to grow and for other people. And we should be able to do that without any doubt. Okay, and in praying in faith, that's the same sort of thing. James talks about that also when he says in, um, in James 5, verses uh, 14 through 16, uh, when he says, and the prayer... When he says, is anyone among you sick? 
Let them call the elders of the church and pray over them and anoint them with the oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well and the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. So we shouldn't be afraid to go before that throne and we should always do it in faith, knowing when we pray that he's already working on it. He already knows what we want. We're just asking for it. And he's already got it in the works even before we asked for it. And so we shouldn't doubt that it's already been answered. We just have to wait for the effect to show up. Okay, that's really how that works. And then we'll finally we'll go into in his will. Because look, uh, James also speaks to that uh, quite well. Also in, in uh, James 4.3, um, because what he says in there, is um, oh wrong one in James 4 3 when you ask you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures you hear what he says there? You, if you go ask it, the, the best example I can think of to this is Janis Joplin when she said, oh, Lord, buy me a Mercedes Benz. And quite honestly, that's not how that works. Why would he want to give us something just so that we could go out and show it off and, and drive nice and have our own pleasures? That's not what he's about. It's about loving God and loving others, right? We get taken care of by the Lord. So it's our job instead to take care of other people and we just get taken care of by the default. So we can't, we can't be praying selfishly. Uh, I can't go to the Lord and say, hey, Lord, would you please give me a million dollars or please give me a nice car or I would sure like a nice new house. It, those kinds of prayers, they're selfish prayers. They're prayers for ourselves for no other reason, no help for him and no glory for him. Why would he do that? It's like a kid coming to their to their father and saying, "Dad, I want all all, all the money in the bank account so I can go out and, and out to the casino and gamble it off." You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't necessarily do that. He'll give you your part of the inheritance, but he won't give you everything he's got for that. Why? It's selfish. So instead, we should be concentrating, like I said, on others. This is called the intercessory prayer. And so for that one, we go to Ephesians six verse eighteen where the Apostle Paul says, and pray in the Holy Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Okay, so we're always supposed to be looking for ways to pray. And to be honest with you, since I've become a believer, that's one of my favorite things to do. I was scared when I first started praying because I didn't know what to say and I didn't, and I still felt dirty and all that. But the truth is, the longer you do it, the more you pray with the Lord, the more I love to pray. It's my favorite activity in, in Christendom today. I love to do a lot of things. I love to study the Bible. I love to meet with people. I love to go to church. I love to sing and worship. But I love prayer most because it is in that prayer when that, that I feel closest and most connected to the Lord Jesus Christ, to that Holy Spirit inside me. It feels like we're in sync, like we are one. And that is the point to praying in God's will. So just to recap, there's three kinds of prayer. 
personal, corporate, intercessory, all three are very important. If you need to pray for yourself, that's fine too. But it's not the selfish things you pray for. Rather, we want to pray for, Lord, give me a clean heart. Lord, give me more perseverance. Lord, help me get through this so that I can do, uh, uh, so that I can do things that will that will honor you. Lord, I want to honor you with my words, my thoughts, my deeds. Show me how to do that. These are prayers that He likes to hear, and He will answer for us. If you go to Him and say, Lord. Give me mercy. I'm a sinner. He hears that. That's a powerful prayer right there. You're asking for forgiveness and you're coming before him with nothing but a contrite heart and knowing that you have nothing to earn that prayer with. And that's exactly what he's what he's looking for when we pray for ourselves. In corporate prayer, we want to be praying for other people. We want to be praying for the whole body. And so all the hearts come together as one and send up that one prayer that, that the Lord just breathes in like a sweet aroma to his nose. And then if the sweetest aroma to his nose, of course, it's kind of like candy for God, is that intercessory prayer where we are always praying for someone else so that when he answers that prayer, that other person who didn't feel like they were able to go before the Lord in prayer, they then turn around and praise him for for what they have received through your prayer. So yes, the prayer of a believer is powerful and effective for exactly those ways. And when we pray, we should always go boldly before that throne in faith. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And God is wonderful to to answer those. Yeah. That is a uh, beautiful message, man. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pretty stoked about, you know, uh, building up kingdom in and getting them to understand the importance of you know uh praying you know what i mean mm-hmm. so uh what so intercession prayer right right you you say that intercession prayer is not basically something that we pray for ourselves but it's us uh, uh entering into a relationship with jesus to pray for Either another fellow believer or even a non-believer. Because remember, we're supposed to pray for those who persecute us. Look, there's folks out there in the Middle East. There are Christians out there in the Middle East that are being beheaded, shot, killed by Muslims and other folks, right? And 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 different government agencies and things. We're supposed to pray for those Muslims and agencies and governments that do those things. Pray for them. Pray for our, our government leaders. Pray for the... Yes, we do want to pray for our believers, but we also want to pray for the church. We also want to pray for our leaders. We also want to pray for other people who ask for prayer. Intercessory prayer is interceding. We're stepping in between and, and, and lifting that other person up to the throne and saying, Lord, here's this other person that needs you. They don't even know they need you, but here they go. And then when they get that prayer answered, they have nowhere else to go but the throne for their for their praise. I, I definitely, I definitely will. And you said uh, something about corporate prayer and uh-huh. how important it is that not just one person gather mm-hmm. uh, together. Uh, you know what we do in split usually uh, uh, God blesses in public. Right. But you, you talk about. Uh, corporate prayer when a group of people come together and pray for the same thing, man. This is so powerful. It I is. Thing, uh, you know, I 
experience this through the lamplight. Mm-hmm. These guys usually pray, they pray, they pray, they pray for other people, they pray for the weekend, and they pray for the men and women that's coming for the weekend, and then to watch the transition. So, well, I mean, uh, corporate prayer is so important, man. I, I love it, I love it. It's huge. So, yes. It, it is. And, and you also said that uh, I can't go in prayer and pray in the name of Bubba, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, we pray through the name of Jesus, and we do that because it is His obedience that covers our filth. And so we pray in His name so that w- the Lord knows, yeah, we're, we're praying through the one who was obedient, and He sees only Christ. Uh, you can pray in the Holy Spirit, but not in my name. You pray in the in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's why we start with Heavenly Father, and we end with in Your wonderful or blessed name, Jesus. That's right. I just hope it leads people to pray some more. Even people who don't necessarily believe or who believe and just think that they're dirty and that because they were just out at the bar yesterday or just hitting that glass pipe this morning or just sitting on the john, you know, doing that thing, you know, hey, it doesn't matter. Go to him in prayer anyway. Yes, we are all filthy. We are all sinners. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, was buried and rose on the third day, according to the scriptures. So it is Jesus that God hears when we go before him and pray to the Father through the name of Jesus Christ. That's when he bends that ear and says, okay, my son was obedient and he died on the cross, so I don't see your sin. I hear your prayer. I'll answer that. And it's beautiful, and it's wonderful. So I, I just hope that our message today just encourages people. Doesn't matter what you've done yesterday, today, or 15 minutes ago. Go drop to them knees, lower that head, and just start speaking to God. Tell Him what's on your heart. Tell Him what what you what you need and what you want, and just do it uh, from the right heart with the right motives. Does. Praise the Lord. Praise his name. Amen. <laughs>